Hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number three of Friday Night Live. Over the lines, Friday Night Live. Here we go. Number three. We've done it. We done done it. Done did it. I guess we need to share that uh, on the social media. Yeah. Let's do that real quick. This I can't. So well, I can't share it in, until we start the video because there's no video to share. Well, I mean, it's awkward know? the way we have to sit because of my arm. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so uh, Trish, as most of y'all know, she broke her arm. Yes, my graceful self. Mm, and uh, everything in our life revolves around her right arm now. Yes. Everything. <laughs> it, you've got to get permission from her right arm to do anything That's these true. days. She even caught me. She asked me to do something earlier, and apparently I, I didn't I didn't mean to. I didn't know I did it, but I huffed, and she's like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just help me. I already feel guilty. I didn't mean to huff. I'll say me. FLS360. Me and Dave. Patricia. Put your names in Are the you? chat so we know who's here. Are like, you Just on? the first name's good. I spell your name. Are you serious right now? Patricia. <laughs> are, are you out on Facebook anymore? Me? Yeah. Yes. Where you at, girl? Um, oh, you're not. You're not coming up, cuz. I'm there. Maybe. Maybe you got. All right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna tag you then. Trish. Right there. Yeah. Okay. Are we not friends anymore? I guess not. That's probably about right. Live, we're live, baby. We got Mike in here. Oh, he wants to go by homeless. Oh, that's homeless, Mike. Homeless. We're sitting all catty corner because my arm is broken. Mm, let's see. I'm almost done here. Call uh, me Hank. Hank. <laughs> Trish are alive. Why is it? Why is it you so You guys had a good week. Have any of you been snowed in? I got to experience some of that North Alabama snow today, which was very exciting. There's, I, I couldn't believe how much was up there. It was a surprising amount. Like on the side of the roads, where I guess they had plowed it out of the way. So it and so, like they got a good amount up there. It was like big, tall mountains of snow, old snow on the uh, um, on the side of the interstate. Let me see if I can pop out this chat right now. I'm going to put it over here so we can see it better. Does that look good? Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it. Look at that. All right, we ready. We ready. Yes. We ready. So, yeah, Trish broke her arm. Um... I'm having, I literally had to dress her before the show. I have to wipe her butt. You do not. Stop saying that. Uh, what else do I have to do? You just straightened my hair for me. I straightened her hair. I gave her a sponge bath before the show. No, he's asked me if he could. That doesn't count. That's not the same thing. Oh, is that what happened? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to remember. My days are running together. But, uh, yeah. So that's that's what we've been doing, and you know, it's not like I can 
it's not like I can say no because, uh, you know, I just got over COVID and she took care of me the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I can be like, well, what have you done for me? It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you you played doctor for two weeks. That's right. Yeah. You got pretty sick there for a little bit. I did. Um, did we did the Friday Night Live last week. Was that the COVID week? I Wait, don't I don't think we did one last week. I don't think we had a show all week. Do we not? Mm -mm, I don't think so. I think you were you had a headache Friday night. I think. Hmm. I thought we did a. No, yeah, I we didn't do. I guess we skipped it. I think we just did a live on Facebook or something. Yes, maybe. that's what you did. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember because we had to. I had to take a whole week off for the COVID stuff, and then we finally got started back on. Um, doing the show, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, because you broke your Monday. arm Monday. <laughs> she broke her arm Monday, so we, uh, we had to push back a day. Yeah. So who all we got? We got Big Dave Richardson. We got Homeless Mike. We got Hank in the house up in Gunnersville. Hank in Gunnersville. I need to get who to Gunnersville. You guys speak up in the chat so we know who we're talking to. I don't know. We need to make... I wish there was a way to uh, see. Dave is saying, "Turn up my mic." Maybe I'm just not talking into. She's it. not. I, I there's no no amount of training I can do to mm -hmm. teach her how to talk into the mic. Nope. I try and I try and I try and it never works. So she's just gotta she's gotta learn because it, it gets to the point where it's just second nature and you're just you know where your head's gotta be. I wish there was a way for us to see like who was or who is in the the chat or the video thing like we can see a number like how many people are in but uh i don't guess we know who's in watching the video well, or who's in said, the chat without them telling us yeah put your name in the chat so we can talk to you that's what this is all about on friday nights mm. hanging out with you guys yep that's we're all bored we're with each other so we thought we would reach out to some other people yeah is this our version of swinging whoa <laughs> jeez <laughs> I don't think so. I don't well, think swinging means what you think it means. I'm just saying. It's our version, right? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Turn a purple over there. Um. So, yeah, it's been an eventful week. Um, we actually we actually enjoy doing these live videos um, and just hanging out with you guys. It, it all, it's not just hanging out with you guys. It, it's also, it, it kind of gets us prepared to officially launch a new podcast where it's going to be me and trish this is this is under the over the line umbrella but we're kind of using it to feel our way through what we're trying to do like for instance we were watching this this documentary or last night and it was called cecil hotel it was like crime stories uh the Cecil Hotel, something like that on Netflix. Yeah, and uh, it, it was about... Um, Elisa Lamb. Yeah, a lady named Elisa Lamb who mm -hmm. apparently was staying at that hotel and she came up missing. Right. And there's a lot of twists and turns on it. it, you, it he most fell of you, asleep halfway through. Though. I did, I was struggling. <laughs> most of you that have Netflix and stuff like that, you've probably seen the preview for it because for some reason Netflix has been really pushing that documentary hard. I don't know why, but um, 
I've seen it all over the place. And then we finally sat down and watched it. And I think I made it through, what, an episode and a half? Yeah, but I have to say I'm really impressed with this one. Because typically, like, the Britney Spears um, um, documentary that they did, they didn't cover 90% of the pertinent information behind the conservatorship. So it was very disappointing. So I expected this one to kind of be the same. Um, because I studied, I studied this Elisa Lamb case like five years ago, so I know a lot of stuff on it. Mm. And they actually went in on the conspiracy theories and everything. I was very impressed. So where is the the setting? Like, when did it happen? 2013, is that right? Um, yes, it happened in 2013, February. Okay, so 2013, Alicia, Elisa, Elisa, Elisa Lamb. Uh huh. She, where is she originally from? I'm just trying to uh, set the table. She's from Canada. Here. She's from Canada. She comes mm-hmm. to L.A. Twenty-one she's years old. Twenty-one years old. Stays at a seedy hotel, which is mm-hmm. you know it's seedy because it's right it's location. by Skid Row, right, and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Eighty-five dollars a night. Yeah, that's cheap, it's especially good in for LA. L.A. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to the hotel, and and I guess her family knows she goes there or whatever. But then she, you know, they lose contact with her. And then you don't hear from her for a couple of days or something like that. And then mm-hmm. that's where the whole thing starts. Right. That's about where it ended for me, too. That's about all I remember. Well, it was kind of slow. Like, it took, like, two hours to get into the actual story. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of slow. I have to give you that. Very slow. I was just... Here's what I was doing. We We were laying in bed, and I was closing my eyes. And I was still listening to it, but it was almost like I was dreaming about the movie. So I was still kind of keeping up with it, but I, I don't remember. He's the king of, I'm watching, I'm watching, babe. And I'm like, you were snoring 30 seconds ago. You're not watching this. The key is to, <laughs> you know, have this this trigger in your mind that when you feel her head move on your chest as if she's picking it up and turning around to look up at you. <laughs> You automatically open your eyes and you just say, I'm watching. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know what's going on. You don't need to know what you're watching. You just open your eyes really fast and go, I'm watching. And then she'll turn her head back around and get back to to the This is totally off subject, but am I not close enough? You are. I'm just, I want to position your mic a little better. Like, I want you, you see where I'm talking? I'm talking to the computer, but the mic's right by my mouth. I understand. I'm more concerned about this broken arm that I've got propped up over here. <laughs> We've got it propped up. Um, we should move the camera back. Let's not worry about that tonight. Oh. So, speaking of you falling asleep and acting like you're not, the other night he was doing Tybo in his sleep for about an hour. What does that mean? Your arms were in the air and you were punching the air for a solid hour. And... He he tells me all the time, my arms are so tired, but I didn't do anything yesterday to make my arms tired. And now I figured it out. I was up until about three in the morning and watched you. I, I, I recorded some of it, by the way. When was this? Like two nights ago. The first night when I broke my arm. And I, was, <laughs> I was doing Tybo in my sleep. <laughs> yes. Sounds fascinating. Tell yeah. me more. You were. You were punching the air for a solid hour. No, now give me an example. Like, so I'm, I'm laying I can't. On my I've back. got one arm right now. What do you want me to do? I'm laying on my back. Yes, you're on your back. And my arms are up like this. Yes. And I'm, what am I doing this? Yes. <laughs> you know, I've got video Just of it. Like 
Is that what I was doing? So now we know why your arms are so freaking tired. Huh. I wonder if I was fighting somebody. I don't know. I was fighting the liberals. That's what I was doing. That's the kind of stuff you're doing when you tell me, I'm not sleeping. I'm watching the movie. And I'm like, really? I'm practicing my karate for when they try to kidnap me at the Cecil Hotel. Try to fight off the, the kidnappers. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. I wonder what I was doing. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I had any dreams. I wish I could remember what was on the TV at the time. Hmm. I can't. I think it was Hoarders. I don't know. Probably family fight going on on Hoarders. I'm going to move this. What? I'm putting this over here. Okay. And I'm bringing the chat over to this side. Because okay. I feel like I can't see what anybody's saying. Oh, okay. You need glasses. I do. Um, uh, Hank said I was fighting sleep. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looked I was like. Fighting sleep. I wonder if we could show the video on here. Uh, let me see it first before you do that. I mean, because I got the video. You know, that, Bruce right? Leroy. Yes. <laughs> let me hold on. Uh, that's the wrong video. Hold oh. on. Oh God! What it? What? <laughs> Maybe mute the mic. What did I say in that video? No, that's the one with the toothbrush. So just oh. so you guys know, if you're on our actual social media, a lot of the times when he's doing something that I find weird, I will make him repeat himself, and I'll turn a camera on in order to catch it and share yeah. it with you guys. So yep. that will actually happen. There we go. Here's one of them. Can you turn it around and show them? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna see this first. I look like I'm blocking somebody punching me. If you ever record me sleeping, by the way, I will kill you. I will cut you. Right. I don't get <laughs> we it. have a double standard here on this one. Uh, apparently. Mm -hmm. Kind of heavy. I'm breathing. Turn it around to where they can see the actual... You I don't can't know see that they anything. can see it. It's just black. Well, you can see it against the TV. Hold on. <laughs> I, I think... Was I trying to vape? There we go. We'll put it on TikTok. That's a good idea. Huh. You can't see much oh, I thought he said fighting a furry. <laughs> I might have been. <laughs> he said fist of furry. I thought he said you were fighting a furry. Fist of fury, not uh, furry. fury. <laughs> well, it looks like it says furry from here. Fist of furry. <laughs> No, the the wedding is not at Bucky's. Uh, Big Dave says put it on TikTok. Yeah, we will. We'll put it somewhere so you can watch it. Big Dave ain't doing nothing. You say till you start posting TikTok videos. Mm. Nothing. Anyway, nothing you say. So, have you guys seen this um, documentary on Netflix about Elisa Lamb? Have any of you seen it? So, uh, yeah, let's let's go back to setting the stage for this because I have questions. Yeah. As the famous Andre Lindenberg always says, I have questions. I have questions. Um, so, 21 years old, comes from Canada and stays at a Canadia. sea hotel. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, it's basically on Skid Row in LA. Yes. And she goes there, and then, I guess a couple days later, family tries to get a hold of her, can't get a hold of her, and then where do we go from there? Okay, so they send in, like, 20 police officers, they search the hotel, they start, you know, posting the fl flyers all over town, um, everyone's looking for her, 
And I don't know how much we should tell because I don't know if we want to spoil it. Ah, they don't care. They can cut this off. Okay. Well, if you don't want spoiler alerts, then cut this off. Um, Long story short, well, first of all, the police release a video of her in the hotel in the um, elevator. And the elevator film is what made this case go viral because she is acting in a way that she's karate chopping something invisible. In her sleep. (laughs) Kind of like Andrew in his sleep. Um, no, she's acting like she's possessed almost in the video. Um, and, of course, that video went viral. And and that's what made this so interesting to people. They were trying to figure out what happened to her. It took 18 days before they finally found her. You ready for this? They found her in the water tank on the top of the hotel. People had been drinking and bathing in that water, brushing their teeth with her decaying body in it oh. for 18 days. I thought you meant they were up there like hanging out and that was like a weekend at Bernie's deal. No, she was dead in the water tank for 18 days. Wow. And people in the hotel have been complaining about the taste of the water and the color of the oh. water. Yeah, it's pretty gross. So, okay. So here we are. We find her. Mm-hmm. She's in the water tower. She's in the water con- tank. Contaminating all the water. Mm-hmm. This is the water for the hotel, or is this the water for the whole city? No, for the hotel. Okay. She's on top of the hotel in the water tank Mm. for 18 days. Okay, so you've got a body. Where does the investigation go from there? Well, they're trying to determine if she was murdered and put into the tank, or if she committed suicide, or if it was an accident. They're trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm takes a while for them to do the investigation they've eventually ruled it an accident right um but there's quite a few conspiracy theories behind this case which makes it interesting okay i started to tell you about this last night because i was going this is the part that i'm really proud of netflix for sharing um because they don't usually dive into conspiracy theories uh, but they did on this one so at the time well first of all we should explain that Skid Row is 52 blocks um, of homeless people in tents and stuff like that that surround the Cecil Hotel, which is where she was staying. Okay. You have eight to 10,000 people, homeless people, that live in this 52-block area. And most people know about Skid Row. I didn't realize that it was that of big it. of an area. Right. I thought Skid Row, what's a row? It's a street. Right. No, it's like 50 blocks. Yes. It's, 50 city blocks. It's, it's like this... A small city, yeah. So it has like eight to 10,000 homeless people in there, and they've actually surrounded it with police, and they contain the homeless there. They won't let the homeless like come out of this 52-block area and get into the rest of the city, okay? But they allow the prostitution, the drugs, they allow all that stuff within that 52-block area. They wouldn't be able to contain somebody like Homeless Mike. <laughs> he cannot be contained. I've known, I've yeah. known this man for a long time. So she's staying in a hotel that is, it's got 700 rooms, and half of it is um, for the homeless people to live in, and the other half is just for travelers from other countries to come in and stay. Right. Um, And so you've got that seedy element that's there, so they weren't sure if it was a murder um, or if she did it to herself. Where are you going? I was looking for a back scratcher. Um, Okay, so they don't know, um, but the the part that I'm... 2013. Yeah, 2013, Big Dave. The Mm -hmm. the part I'm interested about Mm -hmm. 
is the thing about tuberculosis. Okay. So let me set the scene for this. The um, People are complaining about the taste of the water. So they go down to the hotel manager, and the manager says to the maintenance man, go check to see what's going on with the water pressure, see why, you know, we're getting all these complaints about the taste and all of that of the water. He goes up there, he opens up the hatch to the water tank, and there she's floating with no clothes on, okay? So that's the scene. She's naked, her clothes are floating in, in the water with her, um, and the only way in and out of that tank is that hole on the top of the tank. So once you're in there, you're in there, unless somebody gets you out, okay? So um, a lot of people, of course, thought it was murder, because first of all, her clothes are off. Second of all, why would you put yourself in the water tank, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe she thought it was a jacuzzi. <laughs> Rooftop <laughs> jacuzzi? Maybe so. Come on. Maybe so. Um, we've all we've all had one too many Heinekens and probably gotten something that we thought was something else. Yes. You know. You have. I have? Yes. I don't Good want night, you to Brad. tell. Brad. <laughs> don't tell me that story. Whatever. Yeah. So... Um, so anyway, that's, See you, Brad. That, Mr. Is, Bailey. that is the scene, um, of what they found when they finally did find her eight, 18 days later. Okay. So one of the conspiracies behind this, of course, everyone thinks she's murdered and put in there. Um, but one of the conspiracies behind this is that within a few days of her disappearance, there was a wide ter- uh, tuberculosis outbreak in Skid Row and about 4,600 of the homeless came down with tuberculosis. TB, baby. TB. Half of the hotel, the people staying in the hotel, had the tuberculosis. The test... Before we get too far into this, what, for a guy like myself, Mm -hmm. who's not a doctor... Don't ask me what it is. You don't know? I don't. I mean, it's... No, I don't know exactly what it is. What the... How do you not know? Because it's just not what I do. Um, so you don't want me to finish my sentence until you look it up? No, nah, you, you keep talking. I'm going to find it. Okay. So, and this is a fact. You can find this. This is not just a wild conspiracy theory. But the test for tuberculosis is called Lamb Elisa. The girl that was missing and found dead is Elisa Lamb. What? It's spelled the exact same. It's just Lamb Elisa. Say what? Okay, and that's the test that they were using on people mm. so a lot of people think not a lot of people you can find some of the conspiracy theory videos out there you have to really dig um that are going with the theory that's a government cover-up and that she never even existed oh my gosh okay now there's another coincidence that kind of backs that theory up is there is a japanese movie where a girl dressed in the same outfit that this girl was wearing in the elevator is in an elevator in a seedy hotel, goes climbs up the same kind of stairway that she went up and went and crawled into a water t- a water tower and died on top of the hotel. Oh my God, it's Elisa Lam. <laughs> Godzilla. So, so they think that it's basically like a reenactment of that movie, but it was all to cover up this tuberculosis because they think that the tuberculosis was intentional to weed out a lot yeah. of the homeless people in the city. It's like, bro, that is not your security <laughs> footage. That's a movie I've seen. Well, in and Chinese. that's that's part of it too. Is that the security footage 
um, from that night was altered. And ah, that old gag. Sounds yeah. like Fulton County Avant, uh, Vote Counting Center. All right, here's a little uh, quick one-minute uh, course on what tuberculosis is. I don't. I don't even know why I'm. I'm doing this. I'm act like I've never done a friggin' podcast before. Turn up channel five and six for me. Okay. This guy. To what? Uh, just keep going until it sounds TB good. TB is a bacteria that causes an infection, typically of the lungs. Um, and uh, when it's active TB, that's the infectious form of TB, um, often people are coughing, and that's what usually spreads the disease. Um, but TB can affect other. Wear a mask. If y'all care about TB, you better be wearing a mask. That's all I'm saying. Parts it can affect uh, your bones, your heart, Wait, uh, your how brain. Wait, how have we lived life this long with TB being contagious in that manner without wearing masks? How do we, how are we not all dead from TB? Let's not go there. Okay. Um, what happens when someone is first exposed to TB is that uh, the TB uh, goes into a kind of a dormant phase or a sleeping phase where it doesn't really grow and it doesn't really cause infection. It sounds like a lazy disease. So first thing it does is go to sleep, take a nap. You tired, TB? You had a long day? <laughs> Need a nap? Um, but you can do tests that really detect that the infection is there. Um, and it can be years or uh, decades even before uh, that grows into the active phase and the infectious phase of the disease. Jeez. Um, TB is curable, so antibiotics are available. Often they have to be taken for several months in order to be effective, but uh, uh, very, very high cure rates. Um, what's also important, though, is that it is preventable. So if we are screening people and doing the tests when they're in that uh, latent or sleeping phase of disease, um, people can take antibiotics at that time and prevent getting the active or infectious cause of disease. Mm. That, sounds, that uh, sounds complicated. I, I felt like I learned absolutely nothing from that. Me too. Except that TB sleeps, apparently, anyway, for up to 10 years. So that's those are the conspiracies behind the Elisa Lamb. Now, they finally like determined that it was an accidental drowning. Um, she was bipolar, and when they did the the testing on like the drugs in her system she had a very small amount of her medication in her system and judging by the levels of her medication in her system and the fact that her script was not used for where she should have been at that time like there were 70 pills and there should have been like 30 left huh. um they thought she quit taking her medication and that she was just having an episode and that would explain the the video footage in the elevator. Hmm. So in layman's terms, what we have is a lady, Elisa Lamb, mm -hmm. who died at a hotel she was staying at from what is presumed to be an accidental drowning. Right. But everybody in the area was infected with TB because of the water? Her body being in the water? Is that how no. the TB got out? No. No, because it was there was like 4,600 people in Skid Row that had it. Oh, so it was just it was a community It just spread. happened to be at the same time that this happened with her. Um, when you watch... Now, some things came out in the documentary that I didn't see when I was studying this case like five years ago. 
But apparently the college that she went to in Canada, they actually were studying, like they had, um, uh, what do you call it when they do like a research study at a college? Um, something specific. Yeah, it's called um, <laughs> medical... Um... Oh, you're making stuff. No, no, no. no okay. I, know, I know what it is. Hold on. Let me... Uh, it's, they were uh, doing a study on... Journal. They were doing a, a study on tuberculosis at her college, which is kind of another strange coincidence. There's a yeah. lot of coincidences, actually. The, the documentary is worth watching, even though we just spoiled a lot of it for you. But it is worth watching. So, it's pretty but the, interesting. The most bizarre part of this is the fact that the vaccine... For no, the test. The test for TB had the exact same name as the lady that died at the same time... That the outbreak happened. That TB was spreading like Kamala Harris's legs. I shouldn't have said that, should I? No, you shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Um... Although she's from California, isn't she? Ooh. What if the what if they name the COVID test Harris Kamala? That's kind of the same, right? Mm. Well, according to Joe Biden, we don't even have a vaccine right now. But that's uh that's fascinating. That's a fascinating story. And I guess the biggest question is the name thing. That's mm-hmm. the one thing I can't wrap my mind around. Well, and to me, knowing that she um, was having episodes with her bipolar, and they even had guests complaining about her behavior. Um, she was sharing a room with two other girls. It's kind of like a hostile situation. Yeah, explain that, because that okay. was weird me out. Okay, so he doesn't understand this, but... You know, when when college students go to other countries, they bunk up with strangers and it makes their room and board very, very cheap. They do the same thing at this hotel. They let two or three foreign students come stay. They don't know each other. They just bunk up in the same room together, kind of like a dorm style situation. So the room is small. (laughs) The room is cheaper. And the two girls that she was bunked up with um, were complaining about her behavior so they actually switched her to a private room the night before she went missing because of her behavior. So couple that with the fact that she was acting strange in, in the actual elevator makes me think, you know, maybe she was off her medication. She was having an episode. She climbed into the water tower and she stripped her clothes off so that she could swim better. You know what I mean? Because the first thing they teach you when you're taking like a lifeguarding class is if you're ever drowning to take your clothes off. Really? So yes, they teach you how to use your pants as a flotation device. It helps you uh, you swim faster. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. So it doesn't help you swim faster, but it keeps you from you know being weighted down. So I think that that's and they had another theory that maybe because it was February she got cold. And you know that when people get hypothermia, they start to feel very, very hot, so they strip their clothes off. Well, I mean, if so, you know, they had built-in flotation devices like you do, shut up. they'd have been all right. <laughs> you got a built-in life vest. Well, I don't have that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, this. Well, I got some man boobs, and uh, I got a nice round belly. To help me float. Um, yeah. So, if you haven't seen that documentary, I suggest go and watch it. 
I'll probably watch it one day as well. Tonight. Like tonight. Um, but what I saw, even though it started off pretty slow, it did seem like it was, you know, going to get good at some point. Well, I only told you half of the coincidences that all happened at that time that she was there. Yeah. So, in 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 the hotel itself, they give a history of the hotel itself. People like Richard Ramirez uh, stayed there. He was the night stalker. Um, so that's tell kind of interesting. The night stalker is. He was a serial killer that was it like the early eighties, yeah, late seventies, so. early eighties. Um, he was terrorizing L.A. He killed like I don't know twelve to fifteen people. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm sure I'm getting that wrong, but yeah, it was a bunch of people. But he was. Um, he was a he was a bad dude. Hmm. He was a bad dude. They called him because of his tennis shoes. I thought that was pretty cool. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, now I remember the night. Yeah. Stalker. So Richard Ramirez, he he had on a pair of um. Was it Soconomy? No. What shoes? It was the only they had only. It was like Avis or something. Yeah, and they only made this shoe in this style. In this size. In this size. There was one pair sold in L.A. And so they finally put it on the news. This is the shoe we're looking for. And he was running from the police. And, like, a bunch of citizens were standing around in the street and saw him coming. And and they they recognized him because of his face and his shoe. And they all surrounded him and caught him and held him down until the police got there. Yep. Which is kind of cool. But he had been terrorizing the city for a long time. But he stayed there. Um, there was another serial killer from Australia who actually, this isn't funny. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's going to get awkward. He was on the run from Australia, and he came to the United States and convinced the police department that he was here doing a story um, on a crime in Skid Row and set up ride-alongs with the police and everything, and then he started killing people in that area. Wow, that's <laughs> that's smooth. But he was staying in the Cecil Hotel also. Wow. So you gotta really, you know, have it together as a serial killer to pull that off. I'm not gonna say that's impressive, but it's fascinating. Yeah. That he was able to to do that. Wow. So yeah, it sounds like a uh, like a good time. Y'all can check it out. I mean, last time we gave y'all a, a Netflix recommendation, it was Cuties. So. Oh, we didn't recommend that. No, no, we actually gave y'all a review that you never got to watch because we played the more PG clips of the show that were still scandalous and shocking, um, and YouTube completely. Put the kibosh on the video. It's it's on our channel, but you can't you can't access it. Well, it's probably good too, um, because we said that we canceled our Netflix, and we're sitting here talking about watching Netflix. Whoops! We got caught. Well, we never did cancel it, <laughs> but I don't. We don't use Netflix that much. We use Avia. That's what it was. Yep. Avia. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Oh, that's all. Be. Mm-hmm. I'll be in homeless mics up in the house. What's up, guys? Um, Avia, that was it. Yeah. What is the? I mean, what luck is that to pick the one shoe, in the one color and the one size that they? I mean, the 
the whole state. It was one pair of shoes. Well, and the fact that they were able to trace it back, you know, outside of the fact that it was just a coincidence that he bought the shoes that were so unique, there was only that one pair, but for the investigators to go from the shoe factory to the the state it was shipped to to the town to the actual store it was sold at which That's they hit a dead end go, yeah. yeah they they couldn't get any more information because they just it wasn't available but now nowadays they'd have your blood type they right. know what store you bought it in have video of it your covid vaccine card yep they'd have it all yep you're not you'd... getting away with it now buddy fingerprints <laughs> dna <laughs> the whole nine mm mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's a good one, um, and, and this is just kind of preface what's coming with our podcast. So we're going to be doing a lot of that, um, where we may watch a documentary and then give you guys some of our thoughts on it, explain it. We don't want to be in the business of, you know, just making episodes that are spoilers through the whole thing, no. but. Well, At the if, same time, a lot of these, a lot of these documentaries, like these mystery ones that pop up and get popular, Trish already knows about them, and yeah. she studied them, you know, years at length. Before. Yeah, years <laughs> yes. ago. So she's already got the info crammed in her head as to what the general story is or what happened. Uh, but like she said, she watched it, and then there were things popping up that she didn't even know about related to well, the story. But I do want to say this: if it is a cover up, okay. Five five or six years ago, when I was watching all these videos on Elisa Lamb, no one had any actual family ties, like no video, no pictures, no you know there was no family to speak of, which kind of led into this conspiracy that she wasn't a real person, that this was a staged event. Um, and this documentary produced um, a press conference where her parents were standing in the background, which to me, I found that kind of strange because the channels that I've been watching on this Elisa Lamb thing really investigated this heavily. So I find it strange that there was a press conference on the flip side one of the YouTube channels I watch all the time, Lord Narts. Lord um, Narts. Lord Narts. <laughs> His name's John, and I've been watching him for about five years, and he followed this case and did like five or six videos on it. He personally went to the trial where the family sued the hotel. So he got to see the evidence in the courtroom. So I trust that this was a real person. Mm-hmm. And that this was a real thing that happened just because I've been watching him for so long and he personally went and and videoed what he could at the trial and stuff. So I do believe it actually happened. I just think that's a weird, the, the tuberculosis test thing is very, very strange that it all happened at the time she was staying there. And it's named the same thing. And I did find documents going back to 2005 where they list the test as Lam Elisa. So that's as far back as I could Google documents, you know, medical documents with the test being called that. So, wow. and that was seven, eight years before this happened. Did you say the guy's name is Lord Nertz? No. What was it? His name, his channel name is Lord 
Lorda? A-N. Lorden. Lorden. A-R-T-S. Lorden Arts. It's all one word. Oh, Arts. Yeah, that's the name of his channel. (laughs) He's the one that's got, he's got a series of shows. Like one is called Brain Scratch. And that's when he's talking about missing persons. He's got one called Case Cracked. And that's when he's talking about cases that have already been solved that he's covered. And they've solved them later. Um, but that was a neat thing about this documentary too, is some of the channels I watched, like Stephanie Harlow, um, they were actually interviewed in this Netflix documentary. So see, I thought, I thought Lord Nertz was, (laughs) it's arts. Yeah. Well, see, I I thought when you were bringing him up, I thought, uh Oh, sorry. What'd you do? I twisted my arm. Sorry. Be careful. I know. I thought it was maybe a host on Coast to Coast oh, or something. Like Art Bell Art and Bell. Lord oh, Nertz. Rest in peace. I love Art Bell. He's the one that got me into all this stuff. But how awesome would it be for your name to be Lord Nertz? <laughs> it's Art. Or just Nertz. <laughs> like I, It would be a perfect middle name. Like So if you do need to be professional, you don't have to use your middle name. But whenever you want to... Be like Andrew Nertz, uh, McLean. Murph said she worked for the CIA. That is what some of the conspiracies <gasps> say. No. Now you can go onto YouTube and find Elisa Lamb conspiracies, but you have to dig because there used they used to there used to be a ton of them on YouTube, but now this Netflix thing has screwed up the algorithm to where you have to really search. But that is one of the that is one of the things people you know. Listen, there was one video, I was trying to find it today, um, where they went so far as to show that the video footage from when they found her body, um, the firefighters and the police officers that were in the video footage from when they found her, they were wearing the same uniforms as a movie that came out at about that time. Whoa. And that it did not match the the firefighters' uniforms and the police officers' uniforms in that area in real life. It's like the moon landing. So it was almost like they, you know... And so there is evidence that this was a staged, filmed event, but then, you know, like I said, the guy I've been watching for like five years went to the trial. So, hmm. I mean, it's it's very con- confusing. That's crazy. I, and the TB test is just too much of a coincidence. Yeah, I can't get over that part. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest mind bender of all of it. Yep. Is the just the fact that you know, the the dead chick's name is the same as the freaking TB test. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing we watched that I don't think we've discussed, we haven't been able to do one of these Friday night live since was framing Brittany. Brittany. Oh my gosh. Yes, Big Dave. That's actually what I was going to say is that I want to tell you guys like at the beginning of the week what we're going to be watching and discussing on the show Mm. so that you guys can watch it as well and then we can actually interact with you guys in the comments more, like in the chat. Yeah, we need... I don't know if we want to do it on the over the line facebook page and just put a disclaimer but i almost want a separate thing where we can put out information just about this stuff Mm -hmm. so somewhere where we can post it 
and the information get to all these people. Now, YouTube has a thing. Now that we're past 1,000 subscribers, something about making a post on YouTube. But I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, it's called Community Tab. And that's where you can kind of make like a Facebook post type thing on YouTube. But who's who's looking at that? People and don't it, go... It goes in their feed just like your videos do. So, like, if you went in and typed, hey, this week we're going to be discussing this criminal, whatever the show's but called. But is it a post or is it yes. a video? No, it's a post. It's typed out just like a Facebook status. Huh. And it shows up in the news feed just like your video would. Maybe we can do it that way, then. Yeah, we can do that. I think we should have a Facebook page, too, because I think that would get... Yeah. More people would see that, I think. Well, and we're we're so torn with Facebook and especially Twitter... <laughs> Um, with so many people moving from the major platforms because of censorship and whatever else, I'm in this weird spot where I can't, I mean, I can, but I will be doing myself and you guys a disservice if I completely cut off Facebook and Twitter because there's plenty of y'all that hadn't left those platforms yet. Right. So it's not a thing where I'm still supporting them or, I, you know, whatever. I'm looking for every avenue to make sure that I can keep in contact with you guys and get you guys information on the podcast or whatever we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, the other movie we watched was Framing Britney. And it was it was as interesting as I thought it was going to be. Um, if you don't know anything about that story, I think it will hit you even harder. I've been hearing about this Britney stuff for months on end, years, really, from this one. Yes. So, I already had a general idea of what was going on with Britney Spears. But when you watch it... It told you nothing. It doesn't tell you a whole lot, no. but it's fascinating to to relive those prime days of Britney Spears in the, I guess, was the late 90s, mid to late 90s? It was 2008, you know, like 2002 the, to 2008. And that was the age of, well, no, I'm talking about in the prime of her career, and then it takes you on to where you get to 2008, and she has her meltdown or whatever, and then it starts talking about the situation she's in now where she's got her dad has a conservatorship. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. uh, where he controls every aspect of her life, especially financially. Yep. And that's where it gets dicey because they're still making her work. What are you chewing Go on? a nerd. A Lord Nurt. <laughs> a Lord Nurt. Um, she's still working. She's still doing her thing. But according to the courts, she does not have her, what, faculties enough to... Make decisions for Make herself. decisions for herself. Financially or otherwise. Makes no sense whatsoever. Like, if you're a pop icon and you're on tour... And you're doing shows, you're learning dance moves and routines and everything else. Like, you've got enough wherewithal to be able to handle your own money. So, 
Trish knows much more about this than I do, but mm-hmm. well, it's fascinating. What I didn't like about that documentary is, first of all, it doesn't explain that legally they were supposed to give her a week's notice to set up her own defense, to get her own doctors, to get her own attorneys. Um, and basically what happened is they put her in a mental institution and gave her less than a day's notice that they were going to be taking out this conservatorship. So she didn't have time to get her own doctors. And the attorney she did hire in that amount of time that she had, that, what, like seven hours notice she had, um, the judge ruled that she wasn't competent enough to hire him, so she dismissed him. And he has since come out and said, hey, I'm, I was meeting with her, and she was perfectly fine. There was nothing wrong with her. Right. Um, but what the documentary didn't cover that disappointed me was that, first of all, the management team, she had been accusing them of drugging her, okay? That's first of all. Second of all, this management team had also been accused by Courtney Love, Lindsay Lohan, and several others of doing the same thing, and they were also trying to get conservatorships over those people as well. And Which, if, any, if you got a case for any of those, I mean, Courtney Love should be, mm-hmm. you know, like taking candy from a baby. Right, but it, it, but she too was complaining that she was being drugged, and everyone, you know, was like, "You killed your husband," and all this kind of stuff. And and the whole time she's like, "No, I'm being drugged by my management team." Mm. She came out and did a made a statement about it, and she said the only reason she got away from this situation is because she went and she went to another country and went into hiding to get away from her management team yeah. that was doing this to her. Um, but anyway. But what they didn't cover in this documentary was that the doctor that deemed her crazy um, is connected to the management team, who's connected to the attorneys, who's connected to the judge. So all of these people are connected, and you can find documents of this. They are in business together. They're friends with each other. All that information is out there. So the New York Times, who did this thing on, was it, it was on Hulu. It wasn't on Netflix. Yeah. Um, they didn't do a good job because that's stuff that you can find yourself in five minutes on YouTube, on just in Google Docs or whatever, um, or on Google searches. And um, they didn't cover any of that stuff, and that's huge. I mean, you've got an attorney connected to the doctor who's connected to the judge saying she's crazy. Well, that's a conflict of interest big mm. time, especially when they're making money. They're all making money off of Lots of money. Lots and lots. Lots of money. Of money uh, off of her. Kurt says, leave Courtney out of it. <laughs> also, shout out to Teapot, T-Pizzle, Scott Davis. Uh, that is my good buddy, Teapot. Been friends with that guy since we were we little lads. Big Dave wants us to do a group chat. Send out the notices group chat. Oh. Be we, a big group chat. Well, if, if y'all would download Telegram... We could do it on there because that's kind of what that's kind of what Telegram does. I think we're making this too complicated. I think we, we should just announce it on Facebook. Yeah, where are we? Yeah, we got to come up with a name, and we can even do a show page. And you're gonna do the book of the month. We yeah. do like uh, the Oprah's book club. I mean, if you want me to, I can. And then I'll do jelly of the month. Sure. My favorite jelly that everybody needs to go try. They will all be coming from Bucky's, by the way. Um, he got a Bucky's onesie for Valentine's Day. 
if you guys have not seen pictures God, of him. Why am I it, not wearing it right now? I, I was afraid you were going to be, actually. Oy vey. I should have put it on. Um, the yeah. sight of this grown man in a beaver costume is frightening, you guys. It's got a big flat tail on the back hanging out my butt. <laughs> And you can, like, swing it back and forth. And it zips in all the right places. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I was uh, surprisingly fit in it. It's a little snug, but um, once I drop some much-needed, um, not-so-needed weight, I'll be looking fly <laughs> and probably be wearing that thing every day. But I went... When COVID struck, I had to go... Like ten days without going to Bucky's. Well, it really is like two weeks. I went to Bucky's yesterday for the first time in what felt like ages. I feel like I was like I, I barely know you, Bucky's. It was like going in for the first time. It had been that long. I cooked dinner and he's literally like, "Can I at least get a sandwich from Bucky's <laughs> for dinner tonight?" She's cooking dinner. I came back with a pizza and a Bucky's barbecue sandwich. But that's okay. We when had you, both. When your girl's got a broke arm and she cooks for you, you better eat it. No doubt. No doubt. What are you cooking tonight? And you did wake up with a sore stomach. Oh, God. I woke up. I was so sick. Yep. That sandwich made you sick. I thought I was going to die. That's do you karma. really think... Do you think it's possible that Bucky's barbecue is making me sick? Well, I mean, it's... This is like the fourth time now. <sighs> I mean... I know if that is true, there's nothing I can do to change it, but it stresses me out because I don't want that to be true. I don't want Bucky's barbecue to be something that makes me sick. Has anyone else gotten sick from Bucky's? I've heard a couple of people say they have. Yeah, but I then have I've too. heard other people talk about how much how great the barbecue is. <laughs> well, I've also heard someone say he doesn't care if it's making him sick. It tastes good. He's going to keep eating it. Who said that? You did. Oh. Well, I'm, it's kind of true, but <laughs> it's, oh, just, I just don't want it to make me sick. And if it does, it does. It's whatever. But, like, oh, God. So the pains I was having last night, it was like stabbing pains. Like when you are really overdue for a poop and you get those kind of stabbing pains, it was like that. But it was almost like... I felt like throwing up, and I felt like if I did throw up, that it would alleviate what I was dealing with. Sounds like food poisoning. So maybe I should have tried to throw up and then see if that fixed it. Because if that was the case, then I guess that would confirm that it's Bucky's Barbecue, right? I don't know. I just know every time you eat there, you get sick. I'm so stressed out right now. <laughs> I also had, um, I am so tired. I also had uh, a Bucky's thing of chocolate. It was dark chocolate and peanut butter. On point. It you was said your field lines amazing. are backed up. My I what? Know, I don't know what that means. Your field lines are backed up. Field lines? Maybe he's talking about the Bucky's and not the sound on here. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He it's like he's speaking, speaking Spanish. <laughs> um, Big Dave says that he will do an alcohol of the month. I like that. That's creative. Well, you're about to go on a diet. You can't be drinking. Mm. 
I guess you can have clear alcohol, huh? Well, what I've always done in the past, and when I dropped, you know, 60 pounds, what was a year or two ago? It was two years ago, yeah. I did. I only drank vodka, no beer, no fruity drinks, none of the good stuff, none of my favoriteest whiskey in the whole world. None of it. Only vodka mixed with um, crystal light. So, sugar-free pouches, you put them in the water bottle or whatever. And um, I'll probably stick with that, but I also want to dramatically reduce how often. Because I'm the type of guy that just at night, I have a couple glasses or whatever before bed. I'm not out at the bar. I'm not partying. I'm not drinking during the day or anything like that. So, as part of the diet, I'm going to kind of scale that back, as well as a lot of other stuff. I'm going to do a lot of scaling back. No pizza? No Bucky sandwiches? Well, I'm going hybrid keto, so I guess I could technically... What is hybrid keto? It's where it's kind of keto, but it's not really. So, I'm going to be cutting out the carbs, because that's my downfall. I got, there's no telling how many carbs are in the Domino's pizza. That, you know, at one point I was eating five times a week. I'm going to cut out the bread and just things that are rich in carbohydrates. That is sort of the point of keto. And that's sort of what I did when I lost that weight. I wasn't that's on not a... That's what you did. It's not? No. What did I what do? What you did is you went OMAD, which is one meal a day. Correct. We're going to do that. Yeah. And you drank a ton of water all day oh, long. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. See, that's... Oh, man. If I could do that... I know I could drop weight like a madman if I was in a position where I could drink tons of water. I was drinking, and Big Dave will attest to this. He remembers me doing it. Mm -hmm. I was drinking uh, a gallon and a half of water a day, but I was cramming it all into work hours because I was there, I was stationary. You know, I, I was close to a bathroom, and I would take a, a like a milk jug, water jug, fill it up, kill the gallon, fill it up halfway, kill the other half, and um, it it, I mean, the pounds were just falling off, and so I will swear to. Water being one of the most beneficial weight loss tools out there. For sure. I am a living testament of that. And I was shocked that it did so so much in in yep. doing that. But it was it was that. It was when I say hybrid keto, I mean like I just was trying to avoid breads and stuff. So I was just doing uh salads or you know, maybe do stuffed peppers or something like that, mm, you know. Your stuffed peppers are so good. God, they are so good. Yeah, so my brother um, and his wife, Beth, 
they've been doing this, and I think that he's lost like 20 or 30 pounds, and she's lost like 15. Look at that. That's awesome. So that's getting us inspired to get back on this kick. Inspired. Be inspired, yes. baby. And um, by the way, Beth had surgery today. I don't know if I told you. It was like a last-minute thing. Mm. And uh, she's doing good. So Good, good. Yeah, Shout to out to uh, Beth Allen. Beth Allen! Beth Allen! <laughs> and uh, glad she's uh, she's doing well. But they're well. listening. They just uh, messaged me on the phone that they're yeah. listening. So I remember you said she had to have surgery. I just didn't realize it was today. So well, they decided yesterday afternoon. So mm. it was it was a quick turnaround. So I missed so. it. Well, that's good. Good news. Good news. Not so good news, by the way. We're almost out of here. But playoffs. Uh, the basketball tournament for P. Diddy and the Warrior Indians. Um, we had round one, what? Last night. Last night. We won in a very hard-fought game. And then tonight, we played Gardendale. And I want to give a shout-out. We we lost, by the way. But it's double elimination, so it's not over yet. Uh, it was first loss all season. But playing Gardendale... Gardendale, Alabama, okay? The city right above Fultondale, right below Morris or Hayden or whatever it is. These parents were so friggin' obnoxious that it made me want to come out of my skin. I mean, they're screaming at our kids, they're screaming at our coach, they're screaming at the refs, and I'm like, dude... Why can't y'all just act normal? I mean, I get it. I get hyped, too, with the cheering and stuff. Let me ask you a question. It was over the top. How was Melissa? She was She's... quiet because... <laughs> she but was she was, shock. Yeah, her her legs were shaking because she was, she was about to lose it. But she was trying to stay quiet because one of the parents that was being over the top was the parent of one of her former students. Yeah, she has to be careful. And so, but I, I don't think she realized that till after the fact, but... Um, it yeah. warms my heart to watch her watch Peyton play. Because I see me and her when Lauren was playing sports. Yeah. Like, we're the same person. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love it. I don't need y'all to be the same person. Okay. I like her. What's <laughs> well, not going to work out for I me. I don't think she's that fond of you either. No. No, I'm just kidding. Liam, they get along good, actually. We're friends. Yeah. But I do love watching her watch him because it makes me... I, like, I, I, I was the same way when Lauren was playing. Yeah. Like, that's my baby. I could see Trish. She would go to uh, softball games wearing a dress and getting crunk and hype, screaming at people, screaming at refs, screaming no, at kids. that happened twice in, like, seven years. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen a lot, but when I needed to stand up for her, I did. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what Trish does. Sometimes she stands up. Sometimes she falls down and breaks her arm. <laughs> it's one or the other. Oh, man, you guys. Anyway, that's it. Friday Night Live, episode number three. Hope you guys are enjoying these things. Uh, we have a good time doing it. It's um, It's a good way for us to... Just get on here and unwind and interact with y'all mm-hmm. um, outside of me running my mouth about politics all week long. There are several other things I wanted to talk about, but we'll we'll get in. We've got plenty of these shows coming up. Yeah. The the passing of Rush Limbaugh. Um, you know, we're not 
with these Friday Night Lives, we're not going to get political, but that was still kind of a big thing in in American culture in general. Um, it's very sad for me. I, I, there is uh, yesterday's show. If you want to go watch it, it is available, and uh, I think it's called Rush: A True American Legend. I think is what we titled it. Um, go watch that or go listen to it on the audio platforms. Um, and I would, uh, I would really appreciate it. Also, if you don't know, these Friday Night Lives, if you want to go back and listen to them, the video will be available, but the audio is going to be available as well. It's the exact same way you listen to Over the Line normally. You go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Um, but we're making sure to post the audio as well. So you guys, you know, if you miss it and you want to see it on the road or listen to it while you're on the road or whatever, it's um, it's out there. You got so. these people pushing this Bucky's wedding. Come on, cool. Let's do Bucky's, cool. No. Um, also, don't forget Vapor Forge on 280. Mm-hmm. I try to remind you guys about them. Uh, if you get a chance to go out there, they're right beside Bailey Brothers. Make sure you tell them. You heard them on Over the Line when you do. And uh, we'll be mucho, mucho gracias. Make sure you comment and you like the video after the fact. I'm not talking about the live chat, but when the video posts, go back to it and comment or say or like it or say something or whatever. And before you leave, tell us what time is better for you guys, 7 or 8 o'clock right, on a Friday night. Because we want to just start doing a regular hangout with you guys. And make this a weekly thing where we see the same people and chit chat. Mm-hmm. So tell us what time is better for you on your way out. Yeah, we got a little bit of a late start today because of the basketball game. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's been people in the chat talking about they have to go to get up for work the next day. So if we need to do these things earlier so everybody can kind of get in here and hang out and have a good time, we'll be more than happy to do that. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Trish, thank you. Thank you. Did you did a great job. I have to be careful how I turn my body. That was so awkward. Well, I've got a broken look, guys, my cast is up to my shoulder over here. It's from my it's from my fingertips to my shoulder, so I can't really move. <laughs> she's uh she's messed up, y'all. I'm propped up on a hamper and two pillows. She is to my right. She is just propped up in life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice being spoiled a little bit. All right. He has to do my hair. No, that was nerve-wracking, by the way. She's got video <laughs> of me using her little, what's it called? A hair straightener. Hair straightener. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it so dangerous for women to get ready? <laughs> because this is, you know, one wrong move, and you've got a severe third-degree burn on your body. Yes. It's just... Well, uh, I was referring to the ponytails. You've been... I had to... When he started growing his hair out, for the first, like, three weeks, I had to struggle and try to pull his hair back for him because he just wouldn't just wait and let it grow out. And I didn't know how to make a ponytail. And he just kept asking me, and I was like, dude, just let it grow for a few more weeks, and then you can put it in a ponytail. Now he's having to put my hair in a ponytail. So maybe that was training. Look at that. Look at that. Would you look at that? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. He's taking good care of me. Thank y'all again. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. And uh, Date night, Murph. Here we go. We'll also have a brand new Over the Line podcast on Monday, so make sure you're watching out for that. And until next time, 
See ya, cuz. See ya, cool. <laughs>